Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's go to the book of Acts, which is about to quote the prophet Isaiah. We're in Acts chapter 28 and verse 27. Okay, it opens up with verse 26. Uh, leading into this quote of Isaiah, this is the quote from Isaiah that Paul used, and there were some people who walked away because he said it. He brought this up, and people just didn't like it. The same thing is happening today. I don't like what the Bible says about women in ministry. I'm just going to leave God behind. <laughs> like it's a non sequitur. It's a post hoc ergo propter hoc, a form of the post hoc fallacy. This is that passage from Isaiah that got Paul, quote unquote, in trouble with the people that he didn't answer to anyway. Go to these people and say, you will always be listening, but never understanding. You will always be looking, but never perceiving. For the hearts of these people have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Okay, pause right there. They have shut their eyes. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their hearts have grown callous. Okay, it's of their own volition that they had received the word of God, but then chosen to reject it. That's, that's common ground for everybody. The difficulty in this passage not necessarily for the initial hearers, but for modern day believers is what follows, right? And this is where you need to see if you pass the same kind of litmus test, where you're gonna acknowledge the authority of the word of God or not. If you don't like it, buck up. It's still God's word, you're not God. He's not open for PR management. He doesn't need your editing help. <laughs> he wrote this book, he said it, and he did what he said he would do. So your distaste for it is largely irrelevant. Be humble, he's God, you're not. Here's what he said. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Right, that's, where, that's where people who have a huge distaste for Calvinism, by the way, my Calvinist friends, you may not be doing Calvinism any favors when you are a caged age Calvinist. That, that's where people are turned off by it. But the, the truth is God is sovereign. He's on the throne. He has the right to do this. Now see my sermon on Romans chapter nine, for how I don't believe that we're all a bunch of Jacobs and Esau's. Rather, God has the right to do this and he has done it before and he will do it again. The exhibit A is, is really Pharaoh, wherein it's, a, it's actually the, uh, the, the other example that Paul uses in Romans nine. Pharaoh's heart is hardened of his own volition in six out of the 10 plagues. But in four of the 10 plagues, God hardens Pharaoh's heart. That's God's sovereign right to do that. If you have a version of God in your imagination where he's not allowed to come in and tinker with the controls of his own creation, then you have a pretty diminished view of God and a pretty massive view of yourself. This is the word of God. Buck up, submit to it, or rebel against God. It's really your choice, but this is what God said. He has the right to do this. Moreover, they had already hardened their own hearts. They had already shut their own eyes. In truth, this doesn't describe God unconditionally damning anyone. This describes God handing people over to their own devices. He's granting them the desires of their hearts. They, they saw, but they didn't believe, they didn't perceive. They heard, you know, they, but they, they weren't listening. They, they could have received it in their hearts, but their hearts were callous. And so they have chosen not to accept what they have seen, not to listen to what they have heard. Their hearts are calloused. And so God says, all right, I'll hand you over to your own devices. That's, that's actually perfectly fair treatment, isn't it? 
Don't you just, don't you want to be left alone? Don't you want God to just give you what you want? Well, if what you want is not to submit to him, then what you receive in condemnation is exactly what you demanded. So this is a, this is perfectly fair treatment as prophesied in Isaiah chapter six, verses nine through 10. Paul quotes it to the people who are rejecting the gospel. They don't like that. I find that ironic because it describes them hearing and then rejecting. And then they hear that thing about them hearing and rejecting and then they reject. <laughs> it's like, it's this meta nonfiction moment. Paul's like reading from Isaiah and he's like, and some of you are gonna hear this and you're not gonna like it. And they hear and they're like, I don't like it. <laughs> and they walk away. And Paul's like, some of you guys are going to see the truth, but you're not going to perceive it. And they're going to be like, I'm looking at it, but I just don't get it. <laughs> and then Paul's going to say like, if you have hearts that are callous and your eyes are shut and they're like, I don't dig this. I'm leaving now. And it, it, it's like Paul's reading their script that they're living out. It's almost as though, I don't know, the word of God is inspired or something because Paul's reading Isaiah and then Isaiah is being fulfilled as people reject him. Like their rejection of the gospel fulfills the proof of Isaiah's prophecy. It's remarkable to me. This is still true today. There are still people today who will hear the gospel and reject it. That they have eyes, they can see the word of God, they can read his text, but they're, they're never perceiving. And their hearts are calloused. So unwittingly, their rejection of the gospel actually proves scripture right. Somebody rejecting the gospel doesn't disprove scripture at all. And my skeptical friend, I've got, I, I say this with gentleness, with respect. There's nothing impressive about your atheism. It actually just fulfills scripture. We're, we as Christians are not like aghast and wounded. We don't like easily swoon when someone rejects the gospel, you know, cause it's, it's, it's what scripture says would happen. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all to my skeptical friends. I just want you to understand that your atheism is not impressive. It's actually it's par for the course, and it's even the reason why we as Christians exist. So Christians, remember this. Paul said what God said. If people rejected it, they get fair treatment. If people received it, they receive grace. This is God's word. Don't be embarrassed of it. Don't mitigate it. Don't water it down one iota. Nobody's ever been saved by a watered down gospel. Paul stood by the prophecy of Isaiah and their very rejection of it fulfilled it. It's the word of God. It's the word of the prophet Isaiah as quoted in the book of Acts, as manifest in our present day culture, including your work environment. It's the book of Acts and Isaiah and it's still happening today. Let's apply our lives to this. Share your faith, share your faith, Share your faith. Some will perceive, others won't. Either way, you stand before God, a good and faithful servant. Apply your life to this text. Are you ready? Go.